0: Hello, med students. My name is Zach Olson, and thank you for downloading this week's episode of the EM Clerkship Podcast. Big, big topic this week. You think you know about appendicitis, but here's what you need to understand. To be successful on your clerkship, it's not just about the test questions. You need to understand how your attendings think because you want them to think that you're smart and you're on the same page with them. And in all of medicine in real life, the truth is attendings are super scared of appendicitis. Appendicitis is one of the single biggest malpractice cases brought against emergency physicians. It's the most common cause of acute atraumatic abdominal pain in kids over a year old. It's the most common non-obstentric surgical emergency and pregnancy, it used at least to represent 25% of all acute abdominal pain in the emergency department. It's really common, really important, and really hard to diagnose. Because in real life, appendicitis starts as about 12 hours of gastroenteritis That's that generalized visceral pain phase that you've learned about. These patients get triaged to you as a level three gastroenteritis every time. But that's early appendicitis. Chief complaint, vomiting. Maybe some generalized nonspecific abdominal cramping, they'll say. Nothing impressive. Nothing that makes you think appendicitis. And it always just screams, this is just gastroenteritis. That's what early visceral appendicitis looks like. This is why we don't ever officially diagnose gastroenteritis in the ED. Then in phase two, patients get that somatic direct irritation pain that you've learned about. But here's the problem in real life. The appendix only lays enterograde in that right lower quadrant, irritating McBurney's point about half the time. It can lay anywhere. In pregnancy, it's more classically in the right upper quadrant. It can lay in reverse and irritate the rectum, causing constipation or diarrhea. It can lay on a ureter and cause patients to say they have dysuria and urinary frequency. It can lay in the flank and cause CVA tenderness. It can lay anywhere. Almost half the time, even in advanced somatic pain, getting ready to perf appendicitis, that direct irritation is not over McBurney's. Then phase three, the perf. At this point, the patient is sick. Morbidity and mortality have gone up. This, when it's too late, is the appendicitis you think you know. This is where the patient starts to get pain with bumps in the road, rebound tenderness, guarding and that type of thing. But this patient has increased morbidity and mortality now. They have free pus floating around in their peritoneum. It's not good. And that's why your attending is scared of this diagnosis. That's what you need to know. So now let's go through the five-step approach to diagnosing appendicitis. Step one, labs. Useless. There is a saying that you need to know now and burn into your head so you don't sound like a noob on your clerkship. This is the saying, the white blood cell count is the last refuge of the intellectually destitute. Here's the deal. The white blood cell count is one of the single worst tests in all of medicine. It has horrible sensitivity It has horrible specificity, and it's especially dangerous if you are dumb enough to make decisions based on the white blood cell count. In reality, in appendicitis, there are very few labs that will help you. It's history, it's exam, it's imaging. Do you get labs? Yes. But telling your attending that you want a CBC so you can check a white count makes you sound dumb. A better answer is that your inpatient teams are going to want some labs. Because labs are pretty much useless for the diagnosis of appendicitis. If not, completely misleading. Step two, history. Now pay attention here. Five questions to ask. First, is this acute abdominal pain? People with mild abdominal pain for a few days, few weeks, that's probably not going to end up being appendicitis. But people with pain and symptoms that started today, So classically, these patients will come into the emergency department in the evening after work or school because it just got so bad over the course of the day. That's acute abdominal pain, and that should scare you. The other four historical things to notice and put in your presentation is the pain migrating. This is different than radiation, but is it migrating? Is that pain moving and localizing somewhere? Your third question is, do they have a fever Your fourth question is, did the pain start before the vomiting? And the fifth question is, how is their appetite? Those are the five historical questions that you need to know because they are proven to have the highest likelihood ratios for acute appendicitis. And that's why I picked those five. One more time. Acute abdominal pain. Migrating pain that is localizing somewhere. It starts off generalizing and it localizes. Fever. Vomiting after the pain started and decreased appetite. Step three exam. This is very important, much, much more important than your labs. There are three things to pay attention to first pain in the right lower quadrant. Classically McBurney's, but anywhere in that right lower quadrant, you really have to consider appendicitis. It's only 50% of the time that you have that, but it still has, this one finding, has the single highest positive likelihood ratio for appendicitis when we studied the disease. Right lower quadrant pain on exam. Next part of your exam, you're going to check for rigidity, guarding, and rebound. What are these? So here's what you do. You need to warm up your hands, rub them together and you're gonna talk in a smooth, calm, creepy voice. I'm just gonna touch you very gently, and then you're gonna start palpating softly in the non-painful area of their stomach. And slowly, gently, you're gonna ease over onto the area of maximal pain, trying to put them at ease. Guarding is when you can't get them to relax despite being very relaxing, that's guarding. It's a voluntary symptom. You need to know this. Guarding is voluntary. Rigidity is the exact same thing, only instead of voluntary, it's involuntary. And it can be focal in one spot. You can have it all over the abdomen. It can be mild, or it can be like a board and constant. It's a spectrum. But rigidity is involuntary guarding. And then rebound, what you do is you're going to push over the painful area for 10 to 20 seconds and just hold it there. And it's going to hurt at first, and then that pain's going to kind of diminish, and it's going to feel better. And then you just quickly let go. And you don't ask them if this hurts, but you're going to watch their face, and you're going to look for a grimace. That's rebound. And then the last thing on exam, check those unique signs for appendicitis, your psoas sign, your obturator signs. Round things out because it makes you sound thorough. That's step three, exam. Step four is imaging. If they have either a concerning history or a concerning exam, you just need one of those, you get imaging. You get a CT scan in adults, you get an MRI in pregnant women, and you get an ultrasound in kids. We'll go into this in a future episode. I usually get a CT scan with contrast, but you can totally get a CT without. Just do whatever your attending wants. Then, last, step five, dispo. You ignored your labs you had either a concerning history or a concerning exam, so you obtained imaging, and that imaging is positive. Let's say you call surgery. But if that imaging is negative, you're not done because CT scans and all these tests are nowhere close to 100% sensitive for appendicitis. So at discharge, you repeat your abdominal exam. It shouldn't be any worse. And then you go to your attending saying, the imaging is negative. The repeat abdominal exam isn't any worse. I'm going to tell the patient to follow up for another repeat abdominal exam and vitals by another doctor in 12 hours, sooner if things get worse. And for the record, it's totally okay if that recheck needs to happen in the ED. We do that a lot. But that's it. That's the approach to appendicitis. The white blood cell count is the last refuge of the intellectually destitute. Get that history exam. You're going to get a CT in adults MRI in pregnant women, in ultrasound in kids if they have a concerning history or exam, and then you're going to dispo. Follow them up in about 12 hours in the emergency department if necessary for a repeat exam. I hope this helped make appendicitis a little bit more interesting again. This is a really hard diagnosis in real life. If you have any questions or comments, my email is zach at emclerkship.com. Check out RoshCast again this week to test yourself with some board-level questions on appendicitis. Take your knowledge to the next level. And until next time, keep working hard, keep studying, and be sure to enjoy your shift.